This is a truly amazing thing, but very many times this has happened to me in the church. I have shared a scripture with that person who says he's a Christian, and he responds to me. They don't go by the Bible, but they have their own doctrine at their church that they go by. That's shocking. I know it shocks you. But I hear that all the time. A Jewish woman told me she was Jewish. She said, I'm Messianic Jewish. Pam Paget talked to her on the phone, and this woman revealed to Pam that she had just met a man and had a new boyfriend. This woman is divorced. Pam shared 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 10 and 11 with her. Let not the wife depart from her husband, but, and if she depart, let her remain unmarried or be reconciled with her husband. And Pam shared if she should marry this man, she will be committing adultery. And of course, if she has sex with him prior to marriage, she'll be committing fornication. This woman said, oh, I'm a Messianic Jew. We don't go by that doctrine. We have our own doctrine. Well, I shouldn't be shocked. The Baptists have their own doctrine, oftentimes, which excludes certain instructions from the New Testament, such as Paul said, I mean, uh, yeah, Ephesians uh, 4, Paul said, after Jesus arose, he gave to the church apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the work of the ministry for the perfecting of the saints, Ephesians 4. Well, they don't do that in the Baptist church. They eliminate apostle prophets. They have their own doctrine. There are many doctrines that the churches eliminate today because they have their own doctrine. Mark chapter 7 verse 9. Jesus said to the Jews, Full well ye reject the commandment of God that you may keep your own doctrine. Concerning Antichrist, we have the testimony in the Bible in first Peter I mean first John chapter two. John said you've heard of Antichrist, and John said to them, Right now there are many Antichrists among us. And basically some of them have left us to reveal to us they were not all of us, they were Antichrist. In the days of John and Paul, there were many Antichrists already there in their gatherings. I shared that with a woman one time, and she said, I read the Bible, I read the scriptures to her, and she said, well, at our church they teach, there's one Antichrist, and he's in governments of men, and I'm going to go along with our church. People do this all the time, whether they know it or not. You either choose the Bible or you choose your church doctrine. And you can't do both when your church doctrine differs from the Bible. And you will say, oh, my church doesn't differ from the Bible. Oh, really? 
Matthew 5:32, Jesus says, The man who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Is that what they're teaching at your church? Or are they teaching, Oh, sure, you can marry her because God loves you and forgives you. Which doctrine are they teaching at your church? I have never heard them teach this at any church. That if a man marries a divorced woman, he commits adultery. At one time, they might have taught that at a church. I uh, was friends with my best friend at the time I was born again, was a Baptist woman. And one day, I was at her house, and I said, Donna, that is the most magnificent silver pitcher I've ever seen. I've never seen anything like it. She thought about it a minute, and then she confided in me. She was a Fulbright scholar in Italy as a young woman. And she married an Italian boy. They came to the United States, and he divorced her. At one point, I was talking with her husband, who was raised in some kind of fundamental church, Christian church, and Hal had heard the teaching on divorce remarriage because he said to me, well, I, he told me about it, and I was talking with him, and I said, well, when you met Donna, if you had known she was divorced, would you have dated her? Would you have married her if you had known? Well, he ended up marrying her after he found out she was divorced, but he said by that time he was in love with her. He said, I don't think I would have married her, I dated her, if I had known she was divorced. Hal's first wife died of cancer, so she, he was free to marry, to remarry. But he said, if I had known that she had been married and divorced, I don't think I would have married her. I would have dated her. But he didn't know it when he started dating her. He fell in love with her, and then he married her, even knowing that he shouldn't do that. Well, these are the traps people get in because they won't teach it at your churches. Why won't they teach this at your churches? They won't teach it because it would not be popular. They would lose people in their church groups if they spoke these words so they won't do it they reject the commandment of God that they may keep their own tradition says Jesus they may keep their own doctrine which conflicts with the Bible we had a woman in our church group who uh, was divorced this is long before she came to our church group. She was divorced, and she met a man and wanted to marry him. So she took this man she wanted to marry, and they went to some pastor and asked if it was all right for them to marry since she had been married before and was divorced. And the pastor said to her, well, my sister's divorced. I don't see anything wrong with it. Years later, she was born again and read the scriptures. And she saw that she had committed adultery. The scriptures showed her that.
and she was furious with this pastor. And she told me how what he had said, and she told me with great anger as she spoke about this pastor. The Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, Well, wasn't she having sex with Edward at the time she went to the pastor? Wasn't she already having sex? And I said to her, Weren't you already having sex with Edward at the time you went to the pastor? She was dumbfounded. For a few seconds, she was silent. And then she said, Yes. How can you be upset with this pastor when you are committing fornication at the time you go to him? Now, of course, we want the pastors to teach the truth of the Bible, but they don't. They withhold the truth. One time I went to a museum dinner at Texas Tech University. I lived in Lubbock, Texas. And at this dinner, they had assigned us name cards and places to sit. I knew I was in trouble the minute I saw the table where they had assigned me. There was a man sitting there next to where I would be sitting, and he was wearing the largest cross around his neck that I have ever seen. I sat down next to him, and sure enough, he began immediately talking. And he was telling the whole table. It was about eight people sitting at that table. And he was telling the whole table this. He said, I'm former pastor at Indiana Street Baptist Church, and we have such a problem at the church. Well, of course, everybody looked up at him when they heard about the problem. He said, we just can't get enough seating to seat all the people who are trying to come to church. We've built onto the church twice, and we still don't have enough room for all the people who are trying to come to church. And I said, well, if you would teach what Jesus teaches in the Bible, that the man who marries a divorced woman commits adultery, about half of those people at your church would get up and leave, and you wouldn't have any trouble seating the ones who remained. His mouth fell open. I fled. There is no way I was going to sit and eat at a table with this man. I just left before the meal was served and didn't come back. See, this is the reason they have big crowds, is they don't teach things like this. And they want big crowds because it makes them seem great, and they want big crowds because they want the money. Therefore, they withhold the counsel of God from the church. If any of you have ever heard this doctrine that's spoken of in Matthew chapter 5, verse 32, if you've ever heard this at your church gathering, I will be very surprised. Jesus said, Whosoever marrieth her that is divorced committeth adultery. In that same scripture, Jesus said, the woman, uh, the man who, marry, uh, who divorces a faithful wife, 
will be the cause of his faithful wife committing adultery if she remarries. No, the divorced woman cannot remarry without committing adultery if her husband is living. And she he divorced her, even if he divorced her, even if he was a fornicator, even if, if he was a drunkard, no matter what he was. As a woman, you can't go out and remarry. Now, why would it be that way? Well, in Malachi, it tells us, because in Malachi 4, he tells us, God wanted to keep the seed pure. That's why. In the church I attended, which was at one point Word of Faith in Dallas, we had a Sunday school teacher who was an elder in that church. He was a divorced man, and he had one child, and he was elder. In Titus, it says an elder must be the husband of one wife having faithful children. For if he doesn't have faithful children, how can he care for the church? How can he demonstrate he cares for the church? Well, I really cared a great deal about this teacher. One day I was in a coffee shop and happened to be talking to the owner, and she, I happened to mention his name, and she said, oh, you know him? And I said, yes, I, he, he's the Bible teacher at the church I attend. She said, oh, he is such a terrible influence on my boyfriend. This is a secular woman, a woman of the world, and our Bible teacher is a terrible influence on her boyfriend. And she went on to mention this man's girlfriend, which none of us knew he had a girlfriend. He was keeping it secret. He had a church life and a secret life. So I went to him, and I said, I've just heard about your girlfriend. Is it true? Do you have a girlfriend? And he said, yes. And he tried to kind of beat around the bush, and I just point blank said to him, are you having sex with this girlfriend? And he said, of course. And I said, oh, you know the Bible as well as I do. I can't have anything to do with you anymore. I can't come to your Bible class anymore. And he said, that's right. Now, why would I say that? Because of 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 11. Paul says, if any of you have a brother, a brother in Christ, who is a fornicator or covetous or a railer or an extortioner, don't even eat with him. Put him away from you. Paul didn't say to counsel him and pray for him, as they try to do in churches. That won't work. The only hope for that man is for you to put him away from you, because Paul also says in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, Turn him over to Satan for the destruction of the flesh, that the spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord. I think when we depart from him and show him, we will have nothing to do with him. His flesh will be destroyed, and there's hope for him being saved. 
and I believe that's the only hope for him. Because you can't sin and go back to those sins after you are born again. For you crucify Jesus afresh. That's Hebrews chapter 10. See, you don't hear these things at church. You hear God loves you and forgives you. Do what you want to. And that's exactly what they want to hear. So they flock to churches where they're told that. When was the last time you heard anyone at church, your preacher, when was the last time he spoke about sin and warned you not to do these things? Do you know that it's a time of sexual intercourse? The two become one flesh. Paul warned the church. He warned the men. 1 Corinthians 6. He said, what? Know ye not your bodies are the members of Christ? If you have sex with a harlot, the two become one flesh. That's 1 Corinthians 6. See, these doctrines are removed from the church today. You're still guilty. Because you have a Bible, you can read these doctrines. And you can turn from that church group where they are teaching wrong things or omitting the Bible. So you're going to be held accountable if you stay there. What about homosexuals and lesbians? In, first, in Romans chapter 1, verse 26-27, we read, God turned them over to vile affections, vile affections. He said the women having sex with the other women, the men having sex with the other men. They're turned over by God to vile affections. Well, weren't they just born that way? That's what they say. God answered that for me when that question arose when I was speaking about the sins of homosexuals and lesbians. My cleaning woman said, well, I heard on television, I heard them say they're born that way. God said to me, a passage with scripture in Mark chapter 10. But from the beginning, God created them male and female. No, they are not born that way. From the very beginning, God created them male and female. Romans 1 said he turned them over to do these things because they wouldn't acknowledge the truth of God. That's what he says in Romans 1. You see, we have to choose to go along with the Scripture. It's not a matter that the Scripture says one thing and the doctrine of your church says the opposite. That simply shows your church is Antichrist. In the end days, the last days, there will be a falling away, says Paul. And it has to happen. The falling away has to happen before Jesus returns. That's the apostasy. NASB calls it the apostasy. King James calls it the falling away. But it's Antichrist. When they fall away from scriptures, Antichrist takes over. Antichrist is a spirit in all of those people who will allow the scriptures to be set aside and another doctrine set up. So each of us have the responsibility of not doing that. We have to choose the scripture instead of our church when the doctrine is opposite. 
There are many times that I could not go to a church because the doctrine was opposite to the scripture or the pastor was teaching something that was not according to the Bible. But you see, I I read the Bible. And so I'm jarred by these things that are evil in the churches. If you don't read the Bible, what are you doing listening to me? Turn this off if you don't read the Bible. Because if you read the Bible, you, you should have the information to show you when the evil is going on. I don't go out there looking for evil. I was looking for a church to attend. I was not expecting to find evil, but over and over I found evil in the churches as I went out to try to find a church to attend. In one non-denominational church on a Wednesday night, there were about 200 there, the pastor was teaching from John chapter 8 about the woman taken in adultery. And he said, when she was brought in before Jesus, she was naked from the waist up. I was shocked. I know John 8. That's not in the Bible. He just made that up. I turned around and looked at the group. Nobody reached for a Bible to see if that was true. These men just had these lustful grins on their face, imagining this half-naked woman. This pastor was causing the congregation to be lascivious. One of the men I knew in this group, he had done some construction work for me. I went to him and I called him and I said, this isn't true. And he, he was jarred. Later, he went to this pastor and said, why did you say this? And the pastor replied to him, I just don't know. It just came to my mind. It was a devil preaching to the church. Well, I called the pastor the day after that service, and I told him I'd been in the service Wednesday night, and I said, Um, I can't find that in the Bible where it says the woman was naked from the waist up. I wanted you to tell me where that is in the Bible. And that pastor said, well, I can't remember. And I said, well, it's very important to me to know this. So would you please look it up and tell your secretary, have her call me and tell me where it is in the Bible? He got very silent and then he screamed at me over the phone and said, All right, it's not in the Bible. Where do you go to church? Well, I was trying to find a church to go to, but I can't go to a church where the pastor is lying and adding things to the Bible. I went to another non-denominational church. The pastor was teaching on a Sunday morning And he began teaching about Sarah and the handmaiden in the book of Genesis. And he said, Hagar, the handmaiden, was Sarah's half-sister. Well, I came alive. I, I was jarred because I'd never read that in the Bible. So the next day I called him. And I just said to him, well, I I just couldn't find that in the Bible. Where is that? And he said, I can't remember where it is in the Bible. Same thing the other pastor said. 
And I said to him, well, would you please look it up and tell your secretary where it is and have her call me and tell me? Because it's very important to me. He got very silent. And then he became angry and he said, all right, it's not in the Bible. But no one repented. Why? Those two pastors did not repent. They didn't say, oh, I'm so sorry I said that. That's not in the Bible. Neither of them said that. Both of them tried to shun the question, and then they shouted at me with anger and confessed what they said was not in the Bible. Why? Why? Years later, God showed me why. Second Thessalonians chapter 2. They're Antichrist. And the people who listen to them and accept false teachings are Antichrist. The whole congregation is Antichrist. And if you sit there with them, you are Antichrist. So you can't do it. You have to flee from churches where they are speaking wrong doctrine. And you have to know the doctrine. It's your responsibility at the judgment seat of Christ. Every one of us will be held accountable. You have a Bible just like I have a Bible. We are accountable to follow what it says in the New Testament. These are just a few of the conflicts between the Bible and the doctrines of the churches. This is Joan Boney speaking. We will write these scriptures out for you on our blog so you can see them in writing. Go to Jesus Ministries Exhortations, tap on podcast, bring up this podcast, and you will have the scriptures that you can read for yourself. Again, the blog is named Jesus Ministries Exhortations. Thank you for allowing me to speak to you.